Your grandmother may have taught you that spending time outdoors in the cold weather would make you sick. Well, it turns out that exposing yourself to frigid temperatures has the potential to actually be really good for you. We're talking specifically about whole body cryotherapy, where you go into an extremely cold chamber to lower your body temperature for one to three minutes. In today's episode, we look at what the research says are the pros and cons of this growing trend, and if you should try it. Let's dive in. You're really excited about today's topic, aren't you? I am so excited because I have been dabbling in this and I've been loving it. And now after doing more research on the topic, I am inspired to carve time out of my calendar to do it for a short bout of time, like a week or two weeks every day and see what happens. Well, I am really ready for you to convince me yes that I need to be doing this because I hate being cold I would so much rather be hot than cold yes and like once I get cold I stay cold and oh I'm not very nice it's kind of like low blood sugar I'm same when I'm cold got it (laughs) I totally understand that so we didn't tell people yet what we were talking about today we were talking about cryotherapy yes And honestly, you know, I do the infrared sauna, you do cryotherapy. I kind of feel like they're similar. You just do the cold version, I do the hot version. Yes, but now I'm also, I want to try the hot version, but I still think I might like the cold version better. Yeah, but there's lots of benefits to just this cold version. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Okay. so here's the thing about cryotherapy. What is cryotherapy? What is, exactly. Yeah, so the one that we're talking about is when you go in this, like, freezing cold chamber. And it's like your head is out of it, right? It's like you walk into this enclosed chamber. Your head is up. Your yeah, like your head is up above. Oh, naked? Is that what you said? Are you naked? So you wear naked with my southern accent. You could. I thought you were talking about my neck. (laughs) I was like, I mean, my neck gets it. Yeah. Um, what are you wearing? What are what, you wearing? What okay. do you take off? What do you put on? So you have to take off all metal, like all jewelry, everything. Oh, because um, it'll freeze on Yeah, you. because you don't want to <gasps> get um, like frostbite there. Interesting. They give you gloves. You wear socks and um, and like little slipper booty things. Okay. And then I wear like my undergarments and a robe. Some people go in just naked. in their undergarments. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could go oh, in. Oh, you go in in the robe. I go in in the robe. And sometimes I I will like like unwrap the robe uh-huh. and I don't take it off, but I'll like open it up a little bit depending on how bold uh, I'm feeling. I really thought you just wore the gloves and the booties and maybe a hat. Well, so some they tell me at the place I go that sometimes women like men will just go in there in their like workout shorts and women will sometimes just go in in like their workout shorts and sports bra. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Um that that was a big question I had. What do you wear? Yeah, what do you wear? Yeah. yeah. No, um okay. So you do all that. Yes. And then what do you do? And then you walk into this um it's like a octagon or something kind of I mean maybe some are round but it's like this like literally like a stand-up chamber okay I, I can't believe I'm saying like this and I have not done this in years so people don't get on me but is it kind of like one of those like round tanning beds 
Or Probably. You stand up in? I've never, I never have used a stand up tanning bed. Good for you. Well, I mean, I did use the kind where you lie down. Oh. So, I mean, it's not like I'm absolved here of the bad choices, but probably it's, it's like, it's basically to me, like I, it's like a can with the top off. Yeah. And so you get in, you stand in there. It's, um, your head sticks out. Yes. Your head sticks out. It's liquid nitrogen. And, um, that makes it like really, really cold. And how cold, how close is it around you or Oh, you mean like how close is yeah, the, or is it air that's circulating around you? It's that makes air you that's cold? Cir- yeah, okay. it's air that circulates around you, but the the um, like the actual chamber that you stand in is narrower than like my arms spread okay. out side to side. Okay, like it's pretty, it's not pretty claustrophobic, mm-hmm. but it's not spacious. Yeah, because they need to get that temperature down and keep it down right okay. while you're in there. And so you can stand in there anywhere from one to three minutes. So, oh, just one to three. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I do have time for that. It's hard <laughs> to say you don't have time for that. I stand in there for three minutes. No, it's not that I don't have time to do it. It's that it requires going there. And it's a quick in and out. But you have to, like, go there. It's kind of out of my way. It's not convenient. It's not, like, around the corner from work. It's yeah. close to my house. But they're only open from 9 to 6, one place. And then another place is open from 10 to 7. I like to go after I've worked out. I mean, I, I've gone before just like middle of the day. Um, but Are you cold the rest of the day? No. Okay. No. So you're like, it's so quick. Do you realize how very, very cold your body's getting? Yes. Oh, yes. Is it painful? No, it's not painful. But I would say, so I do three minutes. They always ask me how long I want to do it. Um, and I would say at about two minutes and 30 seconds, almost always, is when I'm like, how much longer? Because I, I'm starting to get like, oh, I'm cold. I'm really cold. Okay. I'm ready to get out of here. Like, how much longer do I need to do this? Do some people do it longer? Or three minutes is the max at your place? I don't know that place. they let at this place okay. anybody do it any longer. Um, I've never asked, but they always ask like how many, you know, do you want to do like one, two, three minutes? Okay. Okay. Um, so, and looking at the research, I noticed that it seems like that is a pretty standard range okay. of one to three minutes. So, um, but yeah, and then you get out and you take all that stuff off, put it in the hamper, put your stuff back on and walk right out the door. And that's well, it. Well, even though I don't like being cold, you know, I love some efficiency yeah. and that one to three minutes. Oh Yeah kind of got me it's very efficient okay very efficient so now but why why are you doing it what are the health are there health benefits and so I've, turns out there are some health benefits um i had heard anecdotally that it was good for a, like exercise recovery um i had heard anecdotally m- like that it could be good for your mood, but not necessarily, like I hadn't heard anybody specifically say anything about like depression or anxiety or anything along those lines, just that it was good for your mood and it's good for exercise recovery. Yeah. And I, I heard the mood thing. I heard the exercise, rec- I heard both of that, but yeah. I thought there is no way in hell that that is going to improve my mood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very valid point. Very valid point. And I, I mean, when I went in there, so the place that I go to most often, most often, um, a lot of the USFL players go there. 
when it's their season. Oh. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh, well, clearly there's some validity to this exercise recovery, yeah. right? Um, all right. So when I looked into the benefits, there's there are some like really great legitimate benefits. So generally it has, and this part I was not expecting, honestly, it has like antioxidative and anti-inflammatory benefits. Now I thought about anti-inflammatory in terms of muscles, but it has like there there were studies that I found that looked at like inflammatory markers in your blood that were actually improved. Wow. Which is pretty to me is like pretty significant. Yeah. You know, like that that's pretty cool. There's lots of different ways that things diet or cryotherapy or whatever can impact can reduce inflammation sometimes it's halting the production of certain molecule molecules that produce inflammatory comp you know right. um sometimes right. it's pairing up with antioxidants to halt damage from free radicals you know yeah well this works yeah <laughs> Apparently. Um, what else? So it's been studied for pain reduction. Um, like two conditions that I saw a couple uh, that I saw multiple times was like arthritis and fibromyalgia. Um, I also saw another study. We'll talk about it a little bit later that looked at, um, people with MS. Mm. Um, so helps with pain. It also is supposed to help with skin conditions like dermatitis and psoriasis. That's interesting. I, I, would love to hear from somebody who has used it for that because I just can't imagine how if you have a skin condition that makes you uncomfortable, uh-huh. how getting in somewhere to be freezing cold helps you. But, you know, particularly psoriasis has an inflammatory component. So right. maybe maybe that would. That is helping it. But you're it right. Usually you think of it as itchy and maybe dry. Yeah. So you wouldn't think extreme cold would Right. Do much, at least on the surface, but maybe it's internal. Internally. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good point. Um, and then I saw other stuff that it has some like really good hormonal changes or hormonal impacts. Um, I found a study that looked at how it can boost uh, testosterone levels. It can improve cortisol. And then when we get into some of the mood stuff, um, they also talk about how it has, it can um, improve like your... Uh, noradrenaline I, I'm not always sure I say that word right but it has an impact on your yeah. noradrenaline and some of your other like feel good yeah. uh, neurotransmitters so I see these a lot at like some of your IV bars mm-hmm. and where else I've seen them at physical therapy places gyms sometimes but are is this used as an actual treatment like in a clinical setting so I haven't seen I haven't seen an example of like not an example, but I haven't seen like a a doctor's office even like online that's like promoting that they have cryotherapy yeah, offered. But when you read about cryotherapy, there are actual like that what I found was that there was a recommendation that for clinical conditions versus like muscle soreness exercise recovery. Like a diagnosed condition. Yes, for clinical conditions they say that you need to use it over a period of at least seven days, like consecutively, to help get whatever acute bout of whatever that you're experiencing kind of under control. And in the studies that I looked at, you'll like I saw that they did they had them do it like Monday through Friday for um, two weeks, or Monday through Friday for three weeks. 
And so, I mean, I'm guessing the Monday through Friday because that's like regular business hours or whatever. But the point is, is that they were having them do it for like two to three week mm-hmm. time periods to then see, to get like a measurable benefit. I kind of want to try it. For like I, I mean, I kind of want to video you trying it because it's really freaking going. Well, and the second thing that comes to mind is that would make some great real <laughs> content. Real content. I'm really sure that listeners would love to see you and me freezing our little petite <laughs> Okay, so you mentioned that there might be a connection between mood and cryotherapy. Um, So tell me more about that. And then is there anything suggesting it might be helpful for anxiety or depression? Okay, so there was a fair amount written in the literature where it would just say like, oh, this can boost your mood, Mm -hmm. right? Like in the actual scientific literature, like it can boost your mood because that like freezing cold thing will like perk you up right because it kind of like shocks you so it's going to perk you up mentally um probably makes gives you an adrenaline boost which is going to make you more alert and hyper yes exactly and like ready to tackle the next thing that you need to do right yep um and then there was some research that looked more specifically at anxiety and depression so those were like that kind of research was much more limited. There's not a lot of it. Okay. And then conversely, we also look, so cryotherapy is this concept of like getting your body temperature down like really, really low. And then we also looked at, um, you know, what about anxiety and depression for ice water baths? Yeah, because I would think those would kind of be cryotherapy, getting a machine, ice water baths. You see those a lot lately. Yes. Um, or like kind of be somewhat polar equivalent. plunges or, yeah. you know, cutting a hole in a frozen pond and dipping yourself yeah. in, that kind of thing. So, and what you found is that cryotherapy is like one to three minutes, super cold. Yes. Ice water baths usually aren't quite as cold, but you stay in them longer. Right. Exactly. So your initial body temperature... The goal is to lower your body temperature. Yes, exactly. A significant amount. Yeah. And so your initial drop in temperature with cryotherapy is faster and lower, right? And then with the ice bath, it is not quite as low, but the duration of the temperature, body temperature drop is drawn out a little bit more. Okay. Which... Cryotherapy sounds a little more appealing. (laughs) I'm with you. The idea of... The idea of getting myself into a ice bath is mentally is a lot harder. Yeah. I than... believe you tried to get us to do this last summer in your big bathtub. Yes. I suggested that we forgot. should I suggested that we should do it and see what would happen. <laughs> um, and then well, so then some of the other when I was just doing like a quick look at kind of like that whole ice bath experience. Like some of the studies are about swimming in cold water and they're like the, just like the summaries that I read was that they were, people had to like basically train themselves to be able to get in and like really swim. So there's there's this period of like because the cold, getting up would... to speed or whatever yeah. to, to do that. Well, you don't have to do that with cryotherapy. You could just go on a random Saturday and waltz yeah. right in there and just Try it out. So, okay. To me, cryotherapy is a little bit more accessible. Yes. Than an ice bath. an ice bath. Also, one one 
study talked about how it was cheaper to do an ice bath. And I just thought to myself, I think it depends on where you live. Because if I still lived in Vermont, I could go crack a hole in a pond. But I saw somebody on Instagram doing that the other day. Yeah. But here, I'd have to I'd have to go buy a lot of bags of ice. Yeah. And fill up my tub. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So one of the things that I did find interesting was that this is something that a researcher wrote that whole body cryotherapy applied for short times stimulates physiological reactions of an orgasm. So not an actual orgasm, but the benefits that you get from it, right? Like the, that analgesic effect, the anti-swelling, the hormone, the immune, the blood circulation, like benefits that you get that whole body cryotherapy can elicit very similar responses in your body. Say, I honestly was not expecting you to share that with me. I know, right? I was not expecting to read it. All of a sudden, (laughs) I'm like reading this study from 2008, and I was like, whoa, hold on. Okay, so we're not saying that it stimulates an (laughs) orgasm. What we're saying is it stimulates the same positive benefits that an orgasm does. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Depending on, you know, what you like and don't like, you might choose one over the other. Well, I'm single right now. I bet it looks like I need to hit the cryotherapy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about the studies. So like I said, the studies were really like had people doing whole body cryotherapy for like two weeks straight or three weeks straight. And what they pretty much found was that the benefits in – the benefits in depression, like however that was measured, it's usually measured through like a test about mood, right? Were was the like there were benefits of um for like depression scores. Same for anxiety scores in some studies. Um and it was a pretty significant decrease yes. in depression. Yes, it really was. Um Slightly greater in depression than in anxiety, but yes, significantly greater and statistically significant. There are also two Polish studies that were referenced a lot, like the initial studies. Well, it's cold there. <laughs> it's true. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about it that way. But they were referenced like in, in some of the review studies too. Um, and the only part that was so frustrating to me is I couldn't actually go and read them because they were published in Polish. So all I got was the English write-ups or the summaries of them in other review studies. Okay. Uh, But they were really, really positive. And one of them said that they did find, like, that, that, like, clinically mood was improved after these men did cryotherapy, but that there were also these feelings of, like, relaxation and tranquility. And even they noted some positive effects on sleep. But again, I couldn't dig too much into it because I don't know okay. how to read Polish. Um, that was, again, like all of the, those Polish studies, like the other one before that I was reading, were for like three weeks total. Then they did a study on um, MS patients. And what they did – this one was, I thought was really interesting because they did they did three different groups. So they took these MS patients and they did um, – cryotherapy only 
they did gym only and then they did cryotherapy and gym together and when they say gym it's mostly like they were doing physical Physical therapy therapy. exercises in these ms patients Uh, and they did this one it was a two-week period so they just did 10 sessions and what they found was that there was a there was a uh, improvement in anxiety symptoms in the cryo gym group and then the ones with cryotherapy and physical therapy right the combination of the two but not necessarily just the cryo group or just the gym group so it was the combination of the two and then they saw um, a reduction in depression symptoms in the cryo gym group and the cryo groups so i feel like we talk about this a fair amount where like there's usually an improvement in depression and that one in anxiety is only like yeah, is, it seems is, harder to treat anxiety. Yes, or at least like some of these, they, they're not necessarily getting statistically significant results mm-hmm. when it comes to anxiety. And then there were two other review studies that we found um, that that's basically supported similar conclusions, but also drew on some of those other studies that we also talked that we already talked about. Like I said, those Polish studies um, kind of kept cropping up over and over again um but okay so carolyn then you had a really good question you asked me why like what was it about the cryotherapy that could be helpful like with mental health yes with mental health mood and so we talked a little bit about already about how like it has a positive effect on some neurotransmitters um it kind of like gives you that like you know alert feel good kind of yeah like reaction but then we started talking about the vagus nerve yeah do you want to explain that yeah so i feel like you have so much more knowledge on the topic it's kind of something i've been looking into lately but um the so your body experiences like from a physiological aspect good stress and bad stress and you need some good stress so that your body stays um, adaptable to stress, so that it knows what to do and it doesn't just go off the edge with the fight or flight every time you experience stress. And so I think where some of the, from based on my research from the vagal, vagus nerve, is some of the benefits, particularly for mood and um, mental wellness, may come from the fact that that cold, cold temperature is a good stress yeah. on the body. And it's actually kind of um, training the nervous system to respond more appropriately when it comes into contact with maybe bad stresses yes. later on. So the vagus nerve is linked to the parasympathetic nervous system, um, which calms the body down, gives you a sense kind of like peace, that kind of thing. Um, and training it or having it, you know, building its strength and teaching your body um, or giving the body practice that using the vagal nerve can help you face stressful situations more adequately down the road. It's yeah, so a very simplified version, but that is the gist that I have gotten yeah. from my reading and from how cryotherapy may play, may impact it. Yeah. And so we had seen like anecdotally, some experts have said that cryotherapy is believed to potentially help train your your vagus nerve. Same thing for ice baths 
or cold water swimming or whatever it yeah. is that you're doing. Um, and it, so it's kind of like, I think of it as like, oh, it's like a exposure therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, stimulate. It's a, it's a good stress that stimulates that bagel um, response. Yeah. Vagus nerve. So then we looked at vagus nerve stimulation and depression and anxiety. And what we found was that there is some research that has shown that vagus nerve stimulation. Now, I'm not saying that they did this via cryotherapy or ice baths or whatever, but that vagus nerve stimulation has been shown to potentially be effective for treatment-resistant depressions. Interesting. That aren't really um, responding to medication. Yeah. Yeah. So they looked – there was one study I was looking at that looked at bipolar and – people with bipolar disorder and depression who just had not been responsive to Mm -hmm. medications, like it wasn't really working for them. And vagus nerve stimulation helped. So all of that to say, I looked at it from the perspective of like, okay, so bottom line, like when it comes to your mood and particularly depression, cryotherapy is probably not going to hurt and it definitely could be helpful. Yeah. It's it's not going to hurt if, could likely add add some benefit yeah and, and it might be worth trying yeah um okay so last thing is i know it's kind of outside of our usual content and our wheelhouse but i do feel like people might be curious about cryotherapy for exercise recovery and exercise performance i feel like that's how it kind of cryotherapy and ice baths kind of got into mainstream media for sure is from the angle of using it for athletic performance yes. for recovery. And there's so much re- so much research on it for um, exercise recovery. So basically the short answer is they found that it helps. Um, it helps with what's called DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. It also helps with exercise-induced muscle damage, and that comes back to those like anti-inflammatory effects that cryotherapy has. Um and that it also increases some anti-inflammatory uh, compounds, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Is that what you would call them? Yeah. Um, that kind of are circulating through your system. And then if you think back to the pain-related research, like there has to be a component mm-hmm. of that in here too. Um, so tons of research on that. And then I kind of got interested in finding out if there – was anything like could you get any benefits from doing cryotherapy before a workout Uh, like could it enhance performance yes exactly or could it give you the benefits when you do it afterwards would it give you the benefits of doing it Uh, beforehand because that just like worked better with your schedule or whatever okay that latter part I did not find an answer to but yes with the performance part it does have the potential to help with performance, but it seems like it's more it's it's limited to the type of exercise that you do. So like for me to go and do like a CrossFit type workout, probably not going to be that helpful. But for doing something like in really hot temperatures mm-hmm. or endurance related um, exercises, it could be it could be helpful. Okay. And they call it, when you use it before exercise to enhance your exercise, they refer to it as pre-cooling? Yes. Okay. Yes. They call it pre-cooling. So, like, total big picture here, if you are a fairly active person and 
you have like symptoms of depression and or anxiety, I mean, you, you kind of get like a double benefit if you go, yeah. right? Because you get the recovery from working out and you can also get a mood yeah. boost. And just, uh, you know, you outlined some general benefits at the start. Um, this it, There isn't a ton of research on this yet, but I'm guessing we're going to slowly discover there are lots of other health benefits that you might gain from doing it as well. I would think so, especially if it has these like anti-inflammatory, like they're already seeing anti-inflammatory benefits. Um, Tell you it all comes back to inflammation. No, <laughs> there's going to be this time when you and I are like in our 90s, and we're going to be you know listening to somebody's podcast or reading some article or something, and we'll be like, "See, we told them, we told them this so many years ago." You know what I it's wonder all about inflammation, well, and I'll be like, "That's right, that's right." I wondered today, you know how we look back at pictures where you see babies, like, not in a car seat? Yo, oh, gosh, yeah. What are we going to look back on in 30 years and be like, I can't believe, believe we ate this or did this or didn't do this? That's such a good question. So good. Maybe it's cryotherapy. <laughs> Maybe it's cryotherapy. <laughs> but also there's that element, right, of we look like the blue zones where you look at, like, you know – cultural habits and you know in people who have lived like long lives like I think about the Scandinavian countries and how they like build saunas outside and then they go in the sauna and then they go in the snow and then they go in the sauna you know and I'm like I mean surely there's got to be something to that yeah yeah so interesting okay well you kind of made me want to try it Well, here's what I promise to listeners, is that if you try it, I will be there to document it. (laughs) I'm sure you will be. And I would highly recommend that you wear the robe. Yeah, if you're you're documenting, yes. (laughs) I didn't mean it like that, but yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you for this information. This was fun. And now I'll be uh, heading over to go do some cryotherapy later today, I'm sure. Okay, we'll be back next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye! The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.